up, guys, and welcome to Real Talk with your host, Kara Jones. And today I'm bringing you a special guest, Lana. I would say her last name, but honestly, Kozlowski. Thank you. It's a tough one. It's too much for my <laughs> little little mouth. Yes, yes. If you've been watching, you know that Katie was a former host on the show, but she has been taking a step back from mortgage. So now it is just me and myself. So we are going to get real. We are going to talk about real subjects, real estate relationships, fitness, health, literally anything. And I'm going to bring you guys some guests and we're going to talk about just real things. So my first guest is Lana and we are both former athletes. So we are going to talk about the truth of Division One athletics and just dive into our experiences with athletics and how it has led us to our fitness journey today. With all of that being said, let's talk about how me and Lana met because meeting friends in your 20s is honestly hard. Yeah, it's like dating, but worse. But worse, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I'm having no success dating either, but right. it's okay. Well, <laughs> it's okay. You could. I'm just not amazing. Yeah. That's not true. Anyways, we met at Pure Bar. We did. A fitness studio where I teach. And yes. Lana, give us a lowdown. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, it was just a peak of my life. I was living with my parents Love. and <laughs> going to Pure Bar. And I met Kara and she asked me on a little friend date. I did ask her on a date. She pulled me aside after class and she was like... So do you want to hang out? And I felt like okay, I was being asked out. It was, but it was lovely. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, let me let me tell you the story from my eyes. She's wearing a Davis shirt, and she looked yes. young and fun. Yes. And I was like, I I always am looking for more girlfriends. So I was like, Did you go to Davis? Yeah. She's like, No, but I work for them. And I was like, Oh my god, me too. And yeah. then it spiraled from there. It did. And then spiraled, I spiraled. That's so like. Then I asked you. <laughs> shit spiraled from there. Shit went downhill <laughs> fast. Anyway, so yeah, then we found out we. Well, I moved to Sac really like soon after that, and so we both lived there. Yeah. And so. Well, yeah. actually, I asked you to go on a double date because at the time I had a boyfriend. <laughs> that's true. And I kid you not, the first time we hung out, I was like, yeah, sorry, he's gone. Yeah, because my boyfriend was flying into town <laughs> and you were like, oh, my God, we can double date. And I was really excited because I was like, oh, my God, my boyfriend's going to see I have friends here. And then the next time I saw her, she was like, yeah, no, he's gone. And I was like, OK, I'm loving this girl already. <laughs> Fumble that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that's how we met. That's how we met. That's how I met your mother. That's how I met your mother. I should watch that show. But it's honestly, I'm going to do a full episode on making friends in your 20s because I feel like yeah. that has been it's such a, a big one. thing for me this year. Like yeah. just trying to find like a good girl gang. It's hard. It's impossible. And like just finding good people. It's just, I found that it's really hard to find normal people. Like, and I don't mean like boring people. I mean, just like, I don't know, normal humans yeah. that like speak normally and like. I don't know how. You're just on the same wavelength. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Similar experiences. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people who, like, they just have such a different background to the point of, like, I have nothing to to say. Yeah. That's the worst. Because I feel like I can talk to anyone, and then when I'm sitting with those people, I'm like, oh, shit, I hit a wall. Like, I don't even know what to say anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst. I just feel like there's not a ton of, like, young professionals, like, in Sacramento anymore. Yeah. Sacramento is difficult to find people that are yeah. like driven and wanting to do things and I would agree it's just it's brutal it's definitely like your classic like hometown vibe yeah it's so. not for me anymore no hence a move coming soon hence <laughs> okay 
Okay, hey. so let's tell the people where we went to school and then yeah. just a brief summary of our experience, not going into the weeds, and then we'll let you give the truth about athletics. The truth. The, the dirty, truth. dirty truth. This is what the people have been waiting for. The, the dirty tea. Yes. <laughs> um, so I went to UC Davis. I committed there my freshman year of high school, which when I look back now, I think that's my biggest like red flag of college athletics. It's like, I was yeah. what? How old are you in high school? Freshman? Like 14. Thir- yeah, 13. 13, 14. I was a younger one, too. So I was maybe 13 years old, and I'm out here like, oh, I'm going to college. Like, I know. I didn't even know what college was. I would say, like, that's one of the biggest red flags. Like, off the In gate. general. Yeah. Like, across all sports, men, women. Everything. Everything. Like, no one knows what you're doing at 13. It's very predatory. And, like, I was never one of those athletes that, like, dreamed of college gymnastics. Like, I didn't even know what that was. I barely watched it. Like, and my parents weren't mm-hmm. pushy, so, like, I just did gymnastics. Yeah. And I went on a tour there and my parents are like, great school, like go here. Yeah. So I went to Davis. I would say the red flag about that is like I had no say really. Like I, it wasn't me, you know. Right. I wish I chose when I was a junior. Yeah. Um, overall, I had an okay experience. Um, I didn't love it. It was a lot of work, which you can relate to. Yeah. Um, and I think that my passion for the sport was kind of gone once I got to college because it was just not the same. Like, you weren't right. competing for yourself. You are competing what felt like for your head coach almost. Yeah. Like, it was for their reputation, not even the school. Right. And I just think there's a lot of, like, catty girls on the team. Like, the team yeah. vibe wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. Right. And not to dish my team members because I feel like – they were pretty good. Yeah. Like, I've had and a pretty good They're all experience. going through similar things. Experiences, like, yeah. And I think people deal with it in different ways. Yeah. And so, you know, I think now that we're older, like, looking back, yeah. it's like we were all just children trying to figure it out and, like, not all getting along. Yeah. Shocker. So we can't, yeah, we can't dish the girls because. Right. I mean, some of them they we get can. It. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, we'll save that one for another episode. <laughs> Um, that's the extended version. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to subscribe one ninety nine, <laughs> I'll give you that one. Um, overall, like I hurt a lot. Like I've broke my ankles like probably six times each. Like my ankles have Crazy. been through it. Um, and then my senior year, I tore my Achilles at a competition and that was my career ending injury. That was it. Yeah. So, and they yeah. fucked up my surgery. So I got two Achilles repairs yeah. and then an ankle reconstruction. So yeah. Not a great ending, um, but I also think that ending saved my life and relationship mm-hmm. with fitness because I sat there my senior year, watched all of my friends compete, yeah. and I was just the little, like, minion of the team doing right. errands for everyone. Team and manager. It, yeah. yeah, and I think it changed my perspective on athletics and fitness, and I think if I didn't get hurt, I wouldn't still love fitness. Like, I think I would be like, fuck this shit. Interesting. Yeah, so that wraps up my experience. Tell us about you. I mean, why? I Yeah. I mean, I think that's interesting you say that. Like, yeah. you, you think that, like, getting hurt and having to sit made you not hate fitness? Yeah, because, yeah, it's kind of weird. I So I tore my right side. Right. So I couldn't drive. I was on a knee scooter for six months. And then they fucked up, so I had it even longer. So, like, for a year, right. I couldn't even walk. Right. So for me, it was like even walking again, I was like, this is magical. Like I can move. I can like find. You had like a greater appreciation. Yes. And I am such a big endorphins flower when mm-hmm. I'm like working out. Like yeah. that is what I crave every single day. Like if right. I don't start my day with a workout and get my endorphins, I'm like not Wired. very happy. Like a puppy. Oh, yeah. I'm just like 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm mute to the world. <laughs> and I think like having to rebuild everything, like I didn't even think I was going to run again. They messed me up so bad. Like mm-hmm. this is how you normally push up on your toes. I was like this. Like right. I couldn't find any range. So right. I was like, I'm never going to run again, which is like what inspired me to run my marathon was like, right. I didn't think I was going to run again. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to fucking kill myself real quick. So yeah. That I yeah. Can prove that I can run. Classic Kara. Classic doing the most. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think not having fitness for a year was like a reality check. I was like, oh, I actually mm. do love this. Just a different avenue is right. what I needed. Right. So that makes sense. Yeah. I love that. Crazy. Well, mine's definitely not yeah. as positive. No. So, Which is why we're bringing you on which, the show. Yes. So I went to LMU, Loyola Marymount University down in Los Angeles. A lovely Southern California. A lovely, sunny Southern California um, and I was a swimmer, so I had been swimming. So by the time, so I committed to LMU when I was, I want to say 15, Crazy. 15. And so I was the beginning, like the first month of my junior year of high school. And I'm a little That's younger too. That's pretty normal too. Which is more normal. Yeah. It's even earlier now. Cause like the rules have changed and all that. But Crazy. back then, back in the day. I think I was 15. We're so old. So old. And I had never heard of LMU before. And like you, I didn't like ever think of myself as like going to college and swimming in college. Like I really only got into that piece of it because so many kids on my club team were so good and like honestly like so elite. Like my club team just got first in the nation. Yeah. It's like crazy it's crazy and like when I started on that team like it was just like little Davis like swimming like you know we were like decent but like nothing crazy and so it really has just like mushroomed into this like mega thing in California where like swimming is really intense and so I was kind of stuck in that transition of the sport honestly and like that's when, like, you saw Katie Ledecky, like, crushing all of these times. And all of a sudden, like, swimming went from, like, here to, like, here. Like super relevant. Yeah. yeah. And so I committed to LMU. Um, I really wanted to go to the school, like, the school itself. And it was important for me to pick a school that, like, I wanted to be at no matter if I was swimming or not. Because, yeah. like, you never know. Like, you can get injured. <laughs> You're you can, smarter than me. I didn't even think that through. <laughs> you can wake up one day and say, like, fuck this. This isn't for me, which yeah. happens to, like, a, a lot, lot of, of people. And yeah. I knew that. And so I chose the school and I went. And, um, you know, there were a lot of, like, good parts to it. Like, I don't think I regret it, but it wasn't the best experience. Like, I had a really abusive coach. I think it took me a long time to, like, admit that she was abusive, but, like, for sure, emotional abuse and verbal Which is still abuse. Not okay. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's like emotional cheating versus physical cheating. Still exactly. Not okay. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I think as athletes, like you get used to like your coach being the end all, be all, like whatever they say goes, and like. And you just accept it. You're like, oh, they're just a coach. Totally. Like, I just have to listen to that. Totally. But I was definitely being, like, mentally tormented for four years. Oh, yeah. In a way. Sidetracked. Sidetracked. Let me tell you this story (laughs) real quick. (laughs) I remember I was, like, 12, maybe 13, and I had a Russian coach. I was in club at the time. 
and yeah. we had a lunch break. We would work out for eight hours in summer. Eight hours. Yeah. Eight motherfucking hours. Yeah. And we would have a 15-minute lunch break, and yeah. I ate food on the lunch break. God forbid. Yeah. And we get to vault, which, you know, you run down the runway, <laughs> jump. And I did one, and it was, like, not very good. And he's like, oh, get a – actually, I can't, I can't do an accent. <laughs> that was a good I'm try. Not, I'm not going to do an accent on here. He was like, oh, Kara, like, your stomach looks really full. You shouldn't have eaten. You would have done better. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm fucking 11, bro. Like, yeah. And you're telling me I shouldn't eat? He's like, next time, don't eat lunch, and you'll flip faster. Because that's totally how that works. I'm like, okay, sir. <laughs> Anyways, go <laughs> yeah. back to your... Yeah, just like, yeah, stuff like... Shit like that. Shit like that. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Literally. And you just... I don't know. I feel like there were so many times I just kind of like glazed over it or like got upset later on or like called my parents upset. But like my mom would always be like, it's reverse psychology, Kara. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) It's you're like not helpful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But yeah, so I just overall didn't have the greatest experience and like I went from a co-ed team to an all girls team, Mm. which is such a shift. Yeah. Like I was used to having, you know, 50 kids in the pool ranging from, like, 13 to, like, 20, you know, the kids that would come back and train with us from college in the summer or whatever. And, like, the older kids would look out for the younger kids, and it was just, like, a lot more of, like, a community feel. And I think, like, my club coach, you know, they had flaws too. They all do. But, like, they did a really good job of that. And, like, it was really nice to, like – train with the guys because like you know they'll be like go fucking faster Lana but like that's just how they are and like like, a brotherly it's a brotherly relationship and so when I went to LMU and it was all girls and it was like not just all girls but like LA girls like it was a culture (laughs) shock and like Kara knows me well but like that's just like not my vibe yeah yeah so anyway but I learned it wasn't my vibe so like you know all in all, good Did you last learning. four years? I lasted all four years. Yeah, it was a struggle. Um, I wasn't injured as much as you, but, like, I tore my rotator cuff at some point. That's still brutal. Yeah, I dislocated my kneecap right before I went to college and had surgery, and then it would, like, always, like, slide. On your kneecap? Yeah. I didn't even know you could get surgery for that. Yeah, they had to, like, put screws in my knee and, like, so there was, like, recovery there, too, and yeah. anyway, it was just, and I was just telling my boyfriend about, you know, at some point, your body is just done, and, like, even though I didn't have, like, a season-ending injury, like, going into my senior year, I was, like, my body hurts. Get me over this. Like, my body hurts, and, yeah. and it's, like, the older you get, as crazy as that sounds, because I was only, like, 21 at the time, but you'd well, been doing it for 17 years. I was going to say, years. when you train 20 years at the same level At the same do. level. Yeah. And so I just remember, like, it just gets harder to get out of bed. And, like, you just know the soreness that's coming. And it's just like, I don't want to keep no, doing this. You. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't regret going to the school. I think knowing what I know now, I probably would have chosen differently. But I got a great education. And I still met some of my, like, lifelong friends there. Yeah. Yeah. So all in all, it was, I think, good. Like, I wouldn't go back and change it necessarily, but it wasn't the greatest experience, and it wasn't what I was expecting. I can relate to that. <laughs> Speaking on, like, your body and surviving yeah. athletics, what is your relationship now with body image? 
having it's definitely been an bad okay yeah relatable <laughs> straight up I think well one I think we're in a very like toxic social media culture right of yeah. like everything you see on the internet is like yeah a lot of the times photoshopped most of the time which is like scary in some way or another whether it's like, like the lighting or, or yeah something yeah so we have that mm-hmm. and then also I mean I already gave that one example of being told I was looking too too chunky after my 15 You had a Chipotle snack. burrito belly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Which is funny because one time we had this 15-minute snack break and there was a Bundt Cakes one mile away and I ran there and back to get a Bundt Cake during our break. <laughs> oh my God. That's like college athletics at its finest, yeah. honestly. <laughs> uh, but anyways. Um, Body image. Where are you now? Yeah. Where do you want to be? <clears throat> Has yeah. it always been that way? Talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so I think... Growing up when I was a kid, like, I felt like I was the chubby kid. And, like, looking back, I definitely wasn't. (laughs) Like, I was very normal size. I just wasn't a stick. Like, I was never itty-bitty size zero ever, like, from the time I was born. Yeah. And... You said, I came out rolling. I came out rolling. Yeah, no, I was... My mom was, like, everybody who picked you up was, like, wow, I wouldn't expect her to be this heavy. Getting Let's get shit at least on I didn't like looks big. Anyway, <laughs> so I, you know, I was never itty bitty. So I think like just because of that fact, and I think just being in California and being, you know, later on in LA, like that, those feelings just like heightened a little yeah. bit. And so I think I had like, I had a decent relationship with my body in college. It actually like being on a college team, and. Like, honestly, like, going out and, like, dressing cute with my friends for the first time ever. Like, I didn't go out in high school. That was, like, a little bit freeing. I was like, oh, I can wear a crop top and, like, my mom isn't going to say anything. Like, this is awesome, right? The things you think when you're 18. Yeah. And so in that way, I think my relationship with my body improved. Okay. And then there was, like, this turning point, maybe, like, the end of junior year, beginning of senior year, where I started thinking, like, I'm not going to be swimming 30 hours a week for the rest of my life. And the only reason I can eat a whole pizza right now is because I'm <laughs> I'm swimming for four hours this afternoon. Yeah, I still do that too, but you know what I mean. Without consequences, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, absolutely. And so I started thinking like, wow, like my time is numbered doing better this. better shove in my pizza. I better <laughs> shove my pizza now, right? And so I think maybe there was a little bit, like, I'm not going to go as far and say, like, I had an eating disorder because I didn't, and I still don't. Yeah. But I think maybe there was, like... Disordered eating. Disordered eating. Or, like, hyper-aware, like, unnecessarily hyper-aware. Like, like a hyper-fixation on For no reason, you know? like I think a lot of athletes have disordered eating, though. Agreed. At least, like, bare And I think women athletes... Even more. Even more. And I think... Women athletes in sports like gymnastics and swimming, where you're out there wearing this much clothing in front of everybody. Like, that's natural. That was the biggest thing on my experience was, like, we would go to competitions and obviously your ass is out. And I would get, like, DMs from guys being, like, oh, your ass looks so good. Yeah. And I'm like, well, shit, now I got to fucking look good because everyone's looking. Yeah. Or, like, I remember my freshman year. There, we had this, me and, like, three of my teammates all had the same class. And our professor was, like, cool, and he was, like, super supportive of us being an athlete, which wasn't always the case, especially at LMU. Yeah. Um, 
But he was really cool, and he would always ask us, like, how are your practices? How are your meets? And blah, blah, blah. So we, like, invited him to our first home meet. And, like, looking – and then he later got fired for sleeping with a student in our class. And now I look back at that, and I'm like, I was 18 years old. I was your a kid. I was a air. child. My ass was out for the world to see because that's the suit we were given. Like, that's what people don't understand. It's like I don't – I didn't necessarily want – my entire suit up my crack all the time. Sometimes I did. Don't get me wrong. There were times. (laughs) But I think in a competition setting, like, I personally wanted to take it more seriously. And I felt like sometimes the suits they would buy us didn't command respect. Interesting. And I'm not here to, like, I don't want to, like, bash anybody. Like, I think you should wear what you want to wear. Yeah. But I think at 18, when you're given a uniform to – represent your school in public yeah it's kind of crazy I think there are some better options I'm not saying like we need to dress like little Mormon girls you know like I'm not saying that like I definitely like want to look cute but like I mean Kara like you should see I just pulled it out the other day found my I should have brought it and been like this is what I used to wear but it's like the 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 butt is like no but I tried on my leotard the other day Maybe not the other day because I was with my ex at the time. So <laughs> rewind like a year right, and a half ago. Right. And it literally was this big. Yeah, I know. And I put it on. It was like straight up a thong. I was like. <laughs> I know. It totally was. Yeah. And so anyway, there are some problems there. But yeah. I think my biggest thing with body image is like I want to be as fit as I was when I was an athlete. That is like yeah. my hump I still can't get over. And I think that is every athlete. Which like I need to figure out something. That That's every athlete. I mean like I think I've only recently come to the true realization like I'm not, not, not going to be a size 4, 6, whatever and 140 pounds and you know because I don't work out 30 hours a week anymore nor yeah. – Am I ever going to again? Because why? Why? Yeah. Unless I'm getting paid, which we were. Right. Theoretically. Kind of. Yeah. For our in yeah, for our emotional distress, probably. Yeah. (laughs) No, but yeah, I so anyway, so I think, like I said, there was that turning point of like being hyper aware of what I was eating. And I think then COVID, so you know, then COVID. Yeah, we did, of course. This is good, though. Yeah. This is good shit for the real talk. This is what y'all are looking for. <laughs> and so. I'm not even going to edit anything. Good. You shouldn't. I want it to be real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Okay, let's get back real. on it. Okay, real. Okay, so. Talk. <laughs> Someone's going to be listening like, fuck, I just burst my eardrum. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, there was kind of that turning point, And then. COVID started, so that just threw everything in a whack, and then I moved cities, I moved to D.C., so there was also, like, the food scene and, like, going out scene back east is so much different than out here, so I was drinking more, I was eating out more, I was, like, using DoorDash for the first time because, like, that's what everybody did. It was, like, kind of like a New York City, like, everyone eats out, and so, like, I was, like, trying to, like, go have new experiences because I never got the opportunity to when I was swimming. And so I feel like I gained weight and I wasn't happy with my body, like, truly wasn't happy with my body for probably, like, the first time ever. And I 
was going to Equinox because I thought that was like the right thing to do. And I was like, I'm going to go like join a fancy gym and I will go to the gym more often. And that's not what happened because I got there and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I'm not. The gym is scary to navigate. It yeah. is. Especially like that gym. Yeah. I feel like was just no, super so intimidating. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So anyway, I think the relationship with my body is a work in progress. I think everyone's is. Mm. I think it's getting better. Lots of therapy. Yes. <laughs> Love my therapist. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out Carla. Therapy girls. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I think it's very similar for a lot of athletes. And I yeah. think, I feel like men athletes <clears throat> experience it a lot and it's like never talked about. Yeah. Because they have such a, like men have such a pressure to be fit. Because mm-hmm. they don't really, like, they don't do their hair, really. They don't mm-hmm. do their makeup. Like, their, it's their body way of expression. is their, like, yeah, their physical expression is their yeah. body. So I feel like they have a lot of pressure that's never talked about. Definitely. Which I'd be curious to, like, pick their brains. But Me too. For women, I think, especially in our sports, like, showing your body all the time is, like, that's the hardest part, you know? And totally. I was fortunate to not go to a bigger school, which I won't name, where Mm -hmm. they like track what you eat. They have a fat girls club where you have to work out in the morning if you're over a certain weight or like I never had that serious of a body like restriction from my coaches. So that was good. But I always got fat comments and I was like shredded with an eight pack. Yeah, you were. I still have abs and like I think I'm not skinny. I mean, I definitely didn't get – like any fat comments in college or like eating stuff like I was pretty like like looking back I was like pretty small back then and I was like pretty ripped for me like I don't like I'm just don't get six pack like I just don't think my body naturally hold I naturally hold muscle you do yeah and I just think like that's another thing is like I was like I'm working out so much I'm eating right like where is my six pack going on and I just not everybody gets one yeah and that's that's true fine it's true but I was like this big and yeah yeah it's just I still we put all this pressure on ourselves to look a certain way or like there's a girl on you know there's a girl on my team who I'm supposed to be faster than and she is taller than me and she has a six pack and like all these like yeah. things that go on in your head. Yeah. That's yeah. what it, that's a what role. I did all the time. Yeah. I feel like I've always had like a body check issue. Mm-hmm. And I've always like looked in the mirror and been like, what's going on here? Because right. I've always been like in the gym room, there's a, a mirror across the whole gym to watch yourself. Which so I like hate. you're walking by and you're like, I hate it. Like in gym facilities, in the gymnastics room, like everywhere, you can look at yourself in literally zero clothes, basically, and be like, oh. And we're not supposed to look at ourselves all the time. Yeah. So like I feel like staring at myself for so many years, yeah. looking small. I mean like I I have to be thankful because now I'm like a woman. Like I've gone mm-hmm. through puberty later. Like right. I have boobs now. I got my period in college. Like I've had this huge transition. So like obviously I'm not going to look – like the skinny shredded 100 pound Kara. Like, because right, you were a kid. Yeah. Like, I have to grow like a up. Child. And I have to be a woman. Like, especially yeah. if I ever want to have kids, like, I can't be looking like that and no. ha- have a healthy kid, you know? Right. So, in like some ways, I'm thankful, but in other ways, like, I know I had the disordered eating experience. Like, mm-hmm. I had 
Which you probably didn't realize till later. Oh my god, no! Like I did not, I did not hear the the term disordered eating oh my god, until like a year ago. probably last year. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, that's it. But you know what? My Achilles saved me on that too. I mm. you I have to healed. eat when you have surgery like that. Well, I had that thing that's like over exercise. I don't know what the disorder is. Yeah, where you like, like I would it's go some, called something. There's, there's like yeah, there's it. a we'll have to look at it. Exer, it's like exer something. We'll I put think. it in the description. <laughs> If you have this, please contact me today. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I used to go to my four or five hour workout and then I'd go do the elliptical for an hour. Yeah. And like, I wish my teammates had told me that like, yeah. yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like you just worked out. Yeah. But I did that to compensate for my eating. And it's so normalized. Yeah, Girls like, on my team would do that. I know that. Thinks about it. I did that for a very short time. And then I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, go take a nap. <laughs> That's one thing about me is like, I will push through whatever. You I will. just like yeah. have no... You have no off. No, I'm just on always. Like, that's, I don't know how to chill. That's like an athlete coping thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. You just learn to just go keep pushing. Yeah, I'm like numb. The, for sure. the, the little phrase that like my therapist finds fascinating is my coach in, I think he said this to us when I was in like maybe middle school or high, early high school. And it, it was in reference to in swimming, you do a lot of like breath work, like uh-huh. underwater breath work for cardio. And he always used to say, you can hold your breath 15 seconds longer than you think you can. So he's, he would say when I know, I'd be like Bet. problematic. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so he would say like, that moment you feel when you're like, I need to breathe right now. He said, shut it off for 15 seconds. I guarantee you can go longer. And he was right. And that type of like training mentality is excellent if you're trying to like get best times. Like it works. Yeah. Like, it works. That's the mindset. But if you think about it in the context of life, it's teaching you to shut off the part of your brain that listens to yourself. Yeah. It's teaching you Don't to push to through. Exactly. Push through a situation that you're not comfortable in. Push through a situation that you want to stop. Long right? I feel like I'm in therapy right now. Good. <laughs> but like these are like, and this okay, is what I I've do learned that in cycle in, now. Right. And there are instances that are good, right? Yeah, like but fitness. Also, but it's like when you're told that at 13. You listen. And like me, I just like internalized a lot of stuff. Like yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are just able to like switch it off because they weren't like as into the sport or like weren't planning to do it in college but I was like I was like little miss OCD like I'm I have gonna to, win. I'm gonna win I'm gonna do it like it's that hyper competitiveness yeah. and yeah. so like I took that as like stop if you stop listening to yourself you'll do better you'll go faster right and it so hurts like because it's so real it hurts because yeah exactly and so like that is the piece of it that I'm like learning again is like yeah. how to listen to yourself intuition knowing it's okay to quit something yeah knowing it's okay to walk away right yeah. Yeah. it's hard yeah. which is funny because when I was in Austin Texas my friend does like neurowave readings I think I already told you about this yes. offline um, and she did a brainwave map for me. And I'm going to have her on the show and we're going to talk about like neurotransmission. Yeah, that'd and, be like, great. We're going to talk about body dysmorphia too because That's her great. and I have, you know, had yeah. our stents. And my brain map had showed that I am set 93% logic, 93% left brain, 7% emotional. Right. And I think that ties a lot into that because I am like so like I'm just going to go. Right. I do not listen to my <clears throat> intuition which I am like stepping into now because I've right. had so many lessons in the last like two years. Totally. Where I've been 
like not emotional enough to guide myself. Right. And so seeing that map, I was like, oh shit, like I have literally rewired my brain to just go. Yeah. Logic, logic, logic. I don't care. I'm going to win. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost psychotic now because I don't need that like no, it's survival of the fittest mindset anymore. <laughs> no, but it's like that's what these coaches like teach you or yeah. like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're ready to like transition, but like if we want to like get down and dirty with the truth about Division One athletics, it can give a little insight to like admin yeah. and like why things are the way they are. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. So just a little bit of background for everybody. I used to work in NCAA compliance. And so I ironically for my team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after, I left. after she left, yeah, yeah, I was the your guys' compliance officer. Yeah. But um I worked You would have been proud of my grades. That's all I I'm sure. Say. There's no doubt. I did look you up at one point when I first <laughs> met you because you were like, Oh, I was on the gymnastics team and like I've had people tell me they were on a team. Oh yeah. And, and then you like, look at their played. roster and yeah. it's not true. So I did a fact check you and I was it's like, fine. Oh, I she was good. Everyone. She was good. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> That's fucking funny. so I was, I worked in NCAA compliance, which is basically just the enforcer of all the rules, right? Financial aid rules, roster Everything. rules, all that really exciting stuff. And so I worked at a school on the East Coast. I worked at American University and then I worked at UC Davis and I had interned for UC Davis before then. And I had interned at LMU before then. So I'd, I'd kind of popped around, but, um, the way like I hear all this, you know, your experience as an athlete. When I was coaching, I coached swimming at American for a little bit too. You know, hearing the kids' experiences, like the athletic administrations really are just not set up for the success of the student athlete. And I think that is truly one of the biggest roots of the problem is like, the NCAA, I'm not going to even get into the NCAA today because that could be hours long. So That's a whole nother yeah. episode. That's a whole nother episode. But the administrations themselves at these schools, like, like I don't think recruiting trips are reflective of what your experience is actually going to be. No. And working <laughs> on – crazy trip. Yeah. And working <laughs> on the other end of it, like, and hearing administrators talk about, like, oh, we're going to take the recruits here and do this and – you know, can I get an extra $30 to take them here? It's like they're not giving you a true experience and they're they're not having the conversations they should be having with recruits. Like I remember walking into one of my recruiting trips on the East Coast being terrified to ask the coach, like, well, what about scholarship money? When it's like, that's the whole deal. Like, yeah. I swim here, you give me money. That yeah. is, that's the deal. That yeah. should be the only, really one of the only, like, big conversations, should right? Be the first conversation. Almost. Should be the first conversation. And I remember, you know, at, you know, 15, 16, whenever I went on these recruiting trips, like, being so scared. No one had talked to me about how to have this conversation. Nobody talked to me about, like, what student loans you know, entailed, like, I I didn't know anything. And like, I'm an only child. So my parents, like, I was the first one, you know, I didn't know any of this. And so I don't think athletic administrations are being honest with their recruits. I think they are using the fact that these kids are kids, and they're not giving the parents the information. And I just think a lot of people don't even know what to ask. You know, what's funny is I was on a full ride. And 
I knew, so I committed actually to UC Berkeley um, in eighth grade verbally. And I switched to Davis, Mm -hmm. both full rides. Yeah. I would be exactly in your position. I had no idea. Like, I I was like, oh, like, I got a full ride. Cool. Like, yes. And my coaches, their advice was like, whoever offers you full, you take. Yeah. Like, no guidance. No guidance. And I think that is a huge administrative issue because I would have had no idea. I would have been like, yeah, sign me up for school. And quite honestly, I have a degree in chemistry. And do I use it? Not one bit. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have gone to college, to be quite honest. Right. If it wasn't for a full ride. Yeah. And if I had had my knowledge now. Like, I feel like college is, like, a little bit dumb. That's maybe an unpopular opinion, but. I think it's becoming more of a popular opinion. Yeah. I just. You know. What's the point? I know. Pursue your dreams in whatever avenue you want. I know. Unless you're getting, like, you're becoming a doctor. Obviously, you need to know. Right. But, like, who knows what they want to do with their life at, at. you know, I mean, I declared my I, still ma- I declared my major at 17 years old. Yeah, like what? You know what I Not also even an adult. <laughs> you know what I was also wearing at 17 years old? Like teeny Abercrombie. tiny Abercrombie shorts. Not cute, Not right? Cute. Not cute. Not cute. But I am wearing Abercrombie jeans right now. Well, that's different. I think also they're like on the up and up now. Yeah. They're different. <laughs> They're changed- making a comeback. They've changed their ways. <laughs> yes. But anyway, back to like the administration stuff. Like I just don't think they do a good job. Like. Straight up, and like after it's all a money scheme, it's it really is. And like, I hate to say it, and I'm I have no doubt that there are some administrations out there that do a better job. Yes, like I've heard of I've heard of of these, they exist, exist. they exist. So I I hear, but I think a lot of the people that work in these athletic administrations are underpaid, overworked under supported and like I think half the time they don't even like they don't even back their own mission like Mm -hmm. they don't care no they're just doing it to make their money to make their life to live their life like you can't even almost blame them because yeah they're just a victim to the routine yeah it's just like this vicious cycle and like I mean, I only lasted eight months. <laughs> hey, respect. If in you don't a, love it, get the fuck I, out. And that was like, that was another big turning point for me was like, I up until then, I had felt so burned by athletics. But I was like, I can, I can make it better, right? I can hold my breath for 15 <laughs> seconds longer, right? My whole thing was like, I wanted to make the experience better for others because my experience yeah. was not good. Yeah. And... I went into it with a really good mission and mindset, and I really genuinely cared. Like, I yeah. really did. Yeah. I went to grad school. I got my master's for it, yeah. right? I did the whole shebang. I did everything I was supposed to do. And I got there, and it was a shit show. It's just such a deep-rooted issue. It's such a deeper-rooted issue. The people that work there, for the most part, there are some good eggs for sure, for the most part, are just, like, not good people. It's, like, 80-20. Yeah. Bad to good. Yeah, I would say that's yeah. that's the split. And, like, I mean, I remember sitting in my office and, like, <clears throat> I mean, just hearing my coworkers. Like, I remember this one time this kid came in. He was on a full ride. And there's – anyway, I'm not going to get into, like, the financials of it. But, like, there's a full ride. And then there's kids who, like, need that extra. Like, they have nothing. They don't have, you know, a family to support them. And so they can apply for, like, additional, like, we'll pay their rent, their groceries, like, the, yeah. the full, full package. There's a yep. full ride and there's a full package. Yeah. So this kid comes in, he's on a full package, and 
he's like, I still haven't gotten my rent check for the month. And my coworker's like, I don't know. And he's like, well, it's due tomorrow. And if I don't turn in the rent check, like there's going to be fees and I can't afford the fees. No one cared. No one cared. And he left. You know, he was all upset, as he should be. And he left. And my coworkers, instead of like, let's figure this out, they were like, he's always asking for stuff. This is so annoying. And I go, well, he's on a full package. You promised him a rent check. What, like, where is it? Where is it? You know, but it's like, wow, these people really, and that was a big turning point for me too at that job. These people really don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about you. And so when I left, it was kind of this like almost like loss of identity. I was like, wow, like I'm not in that world anymore, like at all. Like I'm done. I'm never going back. (laughs) And, but yeah, I just, it's sad. Like yeah. it's really sad because I think college athletics can be a really great thing. And like I did have some like amazing times. Like they took us to Alaska. Like Yeah. Yeah, I did travel to a lot. Of yeah. Cool like when like when was I ever gonna go to Alaska? I went to Hawaii for free. Like yeah. super cool things. But yeah. unfortunately I just think it's like too large that the administrations they have just can't handle it. Yeah. Like the volume. Yeah. It's an insane amount of volume and it's bureaucracy and it's politics and it's, it's all money. Right. And so it's, it's the NCAA and the schools claim to be for the student before the athlete. That's not true. They're not even actually for the athletics. They just want the donors. They want the money. They want the clout. They want the ring, whatever it may be. They don't really care about you. That's the greatest. You're the entertainment. Yep. You're the traveling carnival. You're the minion. You're the the minion. And you're a kid who doesn't know anything. So you're like this. Therefore, you can't question anything. (laughs) And if you do, you know what you're talking about. You're a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll shut you up. So that's the truth. And that, folks, is the truth. (laughs) Honestly, we could go on for so long about this. But let's wrap up the episode. We can always do another one if we want to, like, we dive into this all the time, just us chatting. We do. Um, What would you say is the best part of your experience? Like, what do you feel like you got out of being mm-hmm. a Division One athlete? And mm-hmm. then if you can think of something to summarize, like, what would yeah. you change if you could? Yeah, great question. Um, I think the best part of being a college athlete was definitely, like, I really learned – this is going to sound super cheesy, but, like, I really learned how to, like, handle and manage a lot – at one time yeah and like you know maybe a little bit of that was like unhealthy like pushing through things but like all in all I feel like there's a lot of things that like stress other people out where I'm like no because you you just for what you just budget your time you know like I used to come home from practice and have class at night I'm like okay well I have 45 minutes to start this assignment if I don't start it now it's never getting (laughs) done (laughs) yeah and so it was like I could get a lot done in a very short amount of time yeah. because you just have to work fast. Yeah. And so I think like those skills translate really well to the workplace and, th- and just in life, life in yeah. general. I think another thing that was a positive was like the people I met. Oh, yeah. Like there are de- – like not all of them. I want to make that crystal Amen. clear. <laughs> but um, a lot of them like are still like my best friends – 
today. Yeah. You know, like my the trauma bond. It's <laughs> it is somewhat a little, a of a trauma bit. bond. But um <laughs> no, like I have a best friend who lives in San Francisco and she literally only swam at LMU for one year and nine months really. Yeah. And we're still like really good friends yeah. almost ten years later. She came to my birthday. She did. I brought her along. <laughs> a little plus one action. A little plus one action. And then I guess on the side of like what would I change? I mean, there's so much I would change, but I know I can't even think of an answer on my own end. Because there's so much. I think I I would change how I like reacted to things and dealt with things that happened. See, that's the thing. It's, it's all hard. things on our end. Like now that you have the mindset you do yeah. and the experience you do, you would change things. Yeah, exactly. And like that's how I feel. I'm like I would have reacted so different to so many different scenarios. I just wish I was more, like, indifferent towards things and, like, I guess didn't take things so personally because there were a lot of things that went on on my team, in the department, at school that, like, I took so personally and, like, people made – I was made to feel like it was all my fault. Quote from my coach, all the problems on this team are all your fault. Okay. Right. Said, Thank you. I know Thank I'm you. <laughs> but no, really, it, it's like I wish, and you know, when you're a kid and and an adult is telling you it's all your fault, you feel like you're it's like, all your fault. Yeah. I just wish like I had more confidence in myself. That's be, funny. That's what I was gonna say. To be I like, wish no my confidence was there. Yeah. Yeah. But like I, my confidence was sky high going into college. I was like, yeah, that shit. I was like. like I was like, fuck you. I remember signing at my high school, like, looking at all I'm these cool motherfuckers. All these like we like got on this little like stage and yeah, they like yeah, had yeah, to yeah, sign yeah. it. And I too. was like, I'm like We signed in the I'm fucking cool for the first library. time. We signed in the library, bro. <laughs> Ours was like on the quad and we oh. had this like outdoor little like stadium See, that's thing. That's kinda cool. Yeah, it was kinda gross, but it was just yeah. like the quad where people ate lunch. That's funny. But um my confidence was sky high going in. And then freshman it's year, like a I got roller coaster knocked down downhill. 10 notches, which, okay, I don't know how much time we have left, but. Not much. The other thing yeah, I, wanted, I wanted to tell you really quickly is I think the whole, like, seniority oh, God. is just bullshit. Don't get me started. And that is the root of a lot of problems. Like, you're freshman, okay. so you should wash the towels. Yeah. Yep. We had to carry the springboard through the airport if you're a freshman. Yeah, like, like for it's just like public, what do they call it? Public like embarrassment or whatever. It, well, that's a whole other Low-key. episode. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. just, I think it's all crap. And it's like, I just think that a lot of college programs like try to rank people. Like, even if you're like the, the top performer and younger, you get seniority treatment. That was which the thing. It's like, I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but like, especially towards the end of like my end of my sophomore year through like my senior year, like I was the top point scorer for the team and I was treated the worst by my coach. You're it was like, almost like she was upset. Am I getting punished for what? She, yeah, literally. And yeah. you know, she was like upset because she thought I, she thought I thought I was better than everybody else. You're like, no, I'm just good. I just was doing my job. Yeah. So. I get it. The truth. I would say for me, 
best part was tearing my Achilles. Like as stupid that as that sounds, like yeah. it healed my over exercising issue. Yeah, it healed like my relationship with fitness. It, yeah, like I feel like it put so much into perspective for me. Like if yeah. if I didn't tear my Achilles, I don't think I would be as grateful as I am now for athletics. Right. I think we have like very similar but very differing mm-hmm. opinions on athletics. I still. Yeah, I think so much needs to change. I yeah. think administratively, it's a whole mess. Yeah, shit show. Shit show. For sure. It's really bad. Um, But I am very grateful for having gymnastics. Like, I mean, I spent my entire life doing it. So totally. I feel like that's why this was like such a good first episode because I literally spent 22 years of my life doing gymnastics. Yeah. And it's like literally all I know to the point that I can't even like fucking ice skate. I can't ski. I don't know how to do shit because all I did was gymnastics. Yes. So I am clumsy. Oh my God. I'm so on my feet. Like we, d- we did sports. yoga together yesterday we and to Kara was behind me and I was like, oh fuck. Like she's like, like gazelling. Gymnast gazelling. <laughs> and I'm like falling no, feral feral's like <laughs> yeah no tweaking. feral's a mess but he tries yeah. but i mean um, very grateful but also like it's stunting missed, in a lot of ways yeah i missed out on a lot of a lot of things mm-hmm. and ball sports do you do have, not give me a ball do you feel like you have like any regrets with doing athletics yeah uh, no okay because i think i learned a lot of good self qualities I was, like, naturally pretty gifted at gymnastics. So, like, yeah, I was never really stressed out. Like, I loved it. And right. I never had pushy parents. They let me do whatever I wanted. Same. If I wanted to quit, they're like, okay, three-day rule. So I had to do three practices. Yeah. I still wanted to quit on the third day. I got to quit. Yeah. And, like, I quit. Like, yeah. one time I walked out of that building. Some girl pushed me against the wall in middle splits. I got up. I was five. I got up, and I walked the fuck out, and I said, Mom, I'm not coming back. So like, and then I, you came back. A year, a year later, I'm like in a, in competition now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, I just it went well. Like, I don't regret doing it. I think I wish I went to a different school. Like, I wish I had yeah. the knowledge to choose a school that I wanted to go to. Yeah, and I wish that I was more confident. And I feel like I'm gonna look back on this moment in like ten years and be like, I wish I was so much more confident in my abilities and like where yeah. I'm going with my life. I think that's just natural, like life progression. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just, and it's a lot to like deal with when you're so young. Like, you know, I don't even think we can fully understand like the full scope of college athletics. Like it's so complex. So many avenues. So many avenues, so many schools, divisions. Like we didn't even get into like division like one, two, and three. Like we were division one, but like I was division one mid-major, which is different than, you know what I mean? There's like all these like. nuances that like I didn't even know you know like maybe if I had known maybe I would have gone d2 and maybe had swimming be a little bit less of my day yeah like but I didn't know yeah I just thought lack of knowledge on athletics totally I was like I must go d1 I know which like again newsflash doesn't really mean anything newsflash (laughs) Not that cool. Newsflash, we all graduate at 21 and go out with the normal humans. Yeah. So, like, yeah. yeah. Well, that wraps up our episode on Division One athletics, the truth about them. Yay. We honestly did not dive into very much because oh my there's God, so it's much. So much. We'll have to do another episode. Yeah. If you guys want to see another episode, please let us know. We will bring Lana back on the show. And Anytime. I hope you guys enjoyed our very first episode of Real Yay. Talk. With Kara Jones. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Thanks for being on the show. Love you.
Bye, guys. I love you too. Sorry. Ha, ha, ha.